You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to jump right into our show and start with our grateful moment. Kelvin, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Glad glad you guys can join us this week. Well, I am grateful for a truck. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Lord. Um, I don't have to depend on nobody right now. And the snow is crazy out here in these streets in Philly. And I'm chilling. So I'm thankful because <laughs> I ain't got to worry or depend on nobody. So it's a little thing like that. I'm thankful for my truck. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, good morning, good day, good evening, everyone, especially those overseas in Nigeria, Belgium. We shout you out. Thank you for listening. Well, I'm thankful for I found my wife, the Jordan ones, the black and blue ones. I found it for her. I picked it up and I had it for her ready for Valentine's Day, but I'm not good with surprises. So I gave it to her. I picked it up Friday. I gave it to her Saturday night. Say happy Aww. So she was excited. Um, she really wanted them. And, you know, I was been searching for them. And I got them and I paid retail price. So God is good. Listen, I hear that. Akisha, what are you grateful for this week? I am grateful that we got off early from work last Friday and we're getting off early this Friday. I said, come on, God. Okay, let me get a nap in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm grateful for that. Yes, yes. And I am grateful for listeners. You just heard another lady's voice. I am so happy and so excited to have Akisha with me today. We are going to have fun. We are going to cut up. So I am super grateful, super grateful for this. So let's go ahead and jump right into our show. And we're going to begin the show talking about contact tracing. Um, we all know since we live in a COVID environment, um, the NBA has made adjustments or attempted to make adjustments um, to address COVID, having certain protocols in place uh, for players with respect to contact tracing. So Friday night, the Nets um, played. KD originally was sat down because of contact tracing, right? KD complained a little bit publicly. I'm fine. Free me. I want to play. They allowed him to come in the game and play um, for the first half, but then they yanked him um, in the second quarter because the executive that he was hanging around tested positive COVID. So we kind of want to talk about these NBA protocols and how they're being applied. And I would love for Akisha to um, outline the rule that's kind of relevant to the conversation and we'll just kind of jump off from there. Yes, so I was looking on NBA.com and I see that (laughs) it says, for any team with a positive player case or high risk staff member case, the NBA may require players and staff and team staff to undergo five consecutive days of twice a day lab testing. And I'm like, oh, so it's nothing standard. It's nothing that is for everybody. It is very conditional. And I don't think that's too fair or safe. Exactly. So fellas, what, what do you think about this? Hey, I think it's ridiculous, you know, and I, I feel like 
only thing I see is FanDuel and all these gambling websites attached to this. It's like if if you had the speculation that that KD uh, possibly could have COVID based on who's around, you didn't find that out this the second quarter of the game or the second half. You already knew that before the game started. So what you would do is you say, okay, well, this is going to affect a lot of things, especially the point spread. So let's play KD. Let's not say that he's out yet because somebody's going to win a lot of money. And obviously our game is going to be affected by that. So I feel like this thing is like, it's definitely subjective. It's definitely a, a case where, you know, um, it depends on the person. It depends on the player because nobody would think twice about the, the 12th man on the bench that would, that I can't even think of his name right now. If that, if he was KD, he wouldn't be allowed to go in the arena that day. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but because he's not KD, you know, circumstances is, is what they are. I definitely agree. It's, this is ridiculous. You, you have adjustment rules, you know, so we would just based upon the person. So like you said, if it was the 12th man or uh, uh, Dudley or uh, whoever, you know, the person you don't know, we will make sure we don't see him to 2023, but KD, you know, the second best player NBA, sorry, Dion, <laughs> we need him. We need that guy on camera. We need that guy there. And, you know, they had the Jackson five, you know, uh, unluckily um, Kyrie didn't play, but they, the NBA need as much publicity moving forward. So the rule applies to based upon your stardom. If you're a superstar, we bend the rules. You're a star, we'll, we'll mend the rules. If you're trash, you're trash and you will see you next year. But, you know, you, you get your salary. So the NBA needs to, 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 to really stick to the rules to make sure that it's safe for everyone. Think about it. KD <laughs> affected boy, about, what, 30 people? He could have affected. I know he had antibodies, but we think of, we're thinking about and consider exposure. You know, he may not get it, but he his, but he's still a carrier of it, and he could expose so many people. To trickle down to to over over could be easy over a hundred people within the day if they don't handle this correctly. So the NBA needs to think twice about this. Really, these are people's lives. Mm, I mean, KD is the best player in the league right now. Um, but beyond that. I do agree. <laughs> I do agree that this is going to be dependent on who the player is. And the NBA was smart, right? Because they can't come out and say, if you're a top tier, we're going to consider you differently. They made like this discretionary, you know, this rule that's going to kind of evolve over time. We may demand as opposed to shall demand, right? right. But it's Kelvin I kind of agree why not just let like don't say anything about KD right just let him kind of start the game let him play and then even if you pull him out because you're like wow we got this new information then it looks neutral to me right it's like okay I don't know I don't know it's definitely weird Dion it's definitely weird it's a little suspect right now I got my I got my magnifying glass out on this one Mm -hmm. but I'm not shocked, though. I'm not shocked. It's all about money in the, these days, especially in the NBA. Business yeah. first. Yep. Yep. All right. So let's go on and talk about the NBA All-Star Weekend, which is definitely relevant in this COVID context. And so the game is scheduled for March 7th in Atlanta. And um, some players are not very happy that this is happening. Um 
LeBron, I think, said it's a slap in the face to the NBA players, um, you know, and people think we shouldn't even have an all-star game, just given all the things we have seen COVID-related, contact tracing related in the NBA so far. Um, so do you think we, is it wise for us to have an NBA all-star weekend or are the players just tripping and need to man up and get over it? I think that's what the higher ups are expecting them to do. Because again, it's like, Hey, we're just amending these health and safety protocols as the pandemic evolves. Now, depending on your perspective of the pandemic, it could be getting better or it could be getting worse. I feel like in there their perspective is getting better because we need that money that comes along with it. So no, I don't think it's wise unless they, you know, do mass COVID tests for people who are trying to come, but still it's like, eh, I'll watch it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. I will. I mean, if y'all have it, I will watch just putting that out there. I agree. Better safe than, 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 you know, than never <laughs> better safe than sorry. But um, I'm going to say this, they, they, NBA must have a, a case of vaccination or something. They got to have something up their sleeve. There's no reason for them to really have this game unless they have something on their sleeve or, of course, money. So should they have the game? No. Makes no sense. And most of y'all know my wife is a COVID nurse, and she gives me stories after stories of how this thing is real. Um, unless they have the cure or something other than that. They need to, you know, set aside. I know they, the reason behind it is that it's supposed to benefit Historia Black College and, and all that stuff. But these are people, like I said, these are people's lives. You don't mess with people's lives. You can't get back another life. You can't cryogenic freeze someone and bring them back tomorrow. We, we haven't unheard of that type of science. So we need to take this pandemic seriously. Make the adjustment as everyone else done. Post, postpone. You could do it after the season. You could just... Just, you know, let the people vote and so forth and, and keep it moving. To play, you're going to have people, families, people traveling, and you could be another case of a super spreader. I want the world to go back to normal. The only way it could go back to normal if we take make sacrifice now. Put your mask. Don't go to 10 places that we don't need to 10. We could go back to normal sooner than later. Yeah, this thing is, this, it is, hmm. So, like, as a fan, of course, you know, like... We want to see the best players compete, uh, compete against each other, especially because the performance they put on last year was epic. You know, that was that was one of the best all-star games I've ever seen in my life. Um, but I feel like the reason why this is a problem primarily is because that guy we know, LBJ, LeBron James, has spoken out. So anytime LeBron James speaks against the league, it is big news. And he said the reason why it's a problem for him is because he was promised that five days off. He, he didn't say anything about, you know, or little he said, if anything about the, the COVID or anything that was going on. Um, but he was saying that he wants those five days back because he had a short off season because they were in the finals. Uh, but, I, but, but one thing I realized is the reason why they have in this game is not because of the commissioner, not because of the owners, it's because the players association agreed to it. So we got to look at cats like Chris Paul, you know, uh, noticeably too, Chris Paul wasn't in the playoffs last year. He didn't go nowhere. So, you know, it's not a big thing for him to, to say we're going to play an all-star game because the brother got more rest than anybody else in the league, you know? So, uh, I mean, it's really, 
a lot of different dynamics to this conversation. You know, um, I can say easily that LeBron, listen, you got to suck it up because you got a whole off season of three months that regular people don't have. <laughs> so that five days, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be tripping over that five days. You got to spend an all-star weekend. But at the same time, it's an argument can be made that ATL is open. Um, they're going to have fans present in the games and you can't control, uh, you can't control that arena like you would like, period. And it's, and it's not the safest thing to do. But like I said, I'm, I'm kind of in between on this. I understand both sides of the argument, but as a fan, I just would like to see the best competition, the best players play. Um, I don't think there's a real reason to have um, this all-star game. And, you know, 36-year-old LeBron is catching up to him. He's like, I need my break. I need my rest. Y'all know I'm old. You know, I'm still the world's greatest, allegedly. But, you know... I need the rest of y'all promise me. And I feel like it's about money too. Like, yeah, the players agree to it, but we can't act and, and like these decisions are external from like leadership and management, right? Um, why have it in Atlanta? I mean, Atlanta was one of those sit, like, this is weird to me. If you're going to have an all-star game, fine. Why did you choose a city that refused to shut down during COVID? All the strip clubs were still open. I guess James Harden will be very happy about that. Um, but why Atlanta? You know, and I think a good idea is why not have like the dunk competition elsewhere? Like everybody can do it at home in their arena. Um, three-point competition the same thing so it's like do we really need to have like this this mass gathering of players together in Atlanta no Atlanta is immune to COVID <laughs> <laughs> they are like no it's good we cool <laughs> right. no, girl keep tossing it like no honey stop. okay so it's like to bring new people into Atlanta might be scary but the people in Atlanta are fine right <laughs> they're okay but i do agree that covid has made us very more you know a lot more creative right so the idea of going back to normal doesn't really exist anymore so what can we do to still reach our objective while you know make keeping everybody safe and that's something like is is absolutely possible it's, i think it's just do they feel like the headache of having to coordinate all of those different things but Atlanta, no, they can have it in Alaska or Utah. Like, <laughs> Seriously, like, why did y'all choose Atlanta? Like, what? <laughs> you know what? It had to be Harden's agent, right? <laughs> it was like, we gonna push hard in the meeting. <laughs> Let's go to Magic City. Right, because they owe me some money. <laughs> <laughs> y'all silly, bro. <laughs> crazy. But you know what I'm thinking Atlanta? Because it's quote, quote, chocolate city or chocolate town. It still don't make no sense. I'm trying to rattle through my brain. Why we have this? Black no, people don't get COVID. Maybe that's probably their theory. Black people don't get COVID. Okay. Well, or, or, or we don't care if black people get COVID. So let's put it in the land where all the black people is at. You know, exactly. No conspiracy, but it could be true. It could be true. Exactly. Oh my goodness. So that is yet to be seen. We'll see if it actually happens. I mean, they set the date and time, but you know, things can change in the next month or so. Um, 
let's transition and talk a little bit about the Dallas Mavericks. Now, we know we or in the last few seasons, we viewed Dallas as potentially this powerhouse team, right? You got Luca Dadon, who was going crazy his first two years um, in the league. You had Porzingis, who was injured most of the time. But, you know, he's cool, like, when he's not injured, which is um, most of the time he's injured. But anyway, we had, like, these high expectations of what Dallas was going to be. They started the season. They looked pretty regular. They smacked the Clippers by 50 in, like, game three of the season. So we were all kind of like, man, this is the Dallas we're going to see. Um, they're 10 and 14. They have been having a lot of struggles. What's wrong with Dallas, man? Like I thought they were supposed to be at the top. Listen, congratulations, New York Knicks for getting rid of that, that, that guy, KP. We didn't, we don't need you. You sit there in the bottom. Thank you. And that's what happened when you asked for something you should have never asked for. You could have been right now in sixth place, maybe second place, if you consider to stay with New York. Two, Rick Carlisle, it's time for you to go. I know one championship could, could last for so long. It's time for him to go. I'm sorry. All they do is shoot threes, and they're the worst three-point shooting team. The old philosophy doesn't work no more. You need someone to know. Rick Carlisle, I've been there for 20 years. 20 years. One championship going to evade for so long, man. Hufflin, Hufflin, his Hufflin had an extra three years, right? How you get twenty years? Okay, you beat LeBron James. That's it. Let's go back and figure out what you need to do. Two, y'all don't share the ball. You have a good team. You have the quote unquote the future face of the NBA, and it has not matriculated to wins. Y'all were lost five, six games in a row. Y'all trash. Number 14 in your conference. So who are you going to blame? You're not getting rid of Paul Zingas. You're not getting rid of Luca. Who are you going to get rid of? Rick Carlisle. Thank you, Rick Carlisle. You've been in the NBA long enough. KP, Paul Zingas, thank you for leaving New York. We're in sixth place. You're in 14. Have a great one. You know what, Phil? You are something else, okay? <laughs> Don't disrespect Rick like that. First of all, 20 years. That's a lot of experience, okay? When I did, I did the math because I love math, okay? Not, uh, and I'm a math teacher, but <laughs> I averaged all of the years. And the average is four years experience with this team. They are still young. Not to mention, honey, Mr. Curry, Seth is not there. Anybody who knows when you have a bona fide show enough shooter, that gives that gives your big man so much space to operate. But when you don't have, you know, they they taking people for granted on a three-point line now. It's like, yeah, go ahead and shoot that. Because you're not stuff anyway. But they are missing a key component. They need to replace Seth, which might be hard. But they need a bona fide shooter in order to, you know, get back on their little road to victory. But don't disrespect Rick like that. I'm going to call him right now, too. <laughs> call him, call him. Yeah, so so uh yeah, I think Keish made a really good point about about Seth. Um one thing I could point out, you know, I find I always find a way to bring out LB in this. I have to, I just have to, because Luca was supposed to be the second coming. Here we go. Here we go. I, just let's just let's just hear me out. Then you can then you can give me give me your wrath. It's obvious that Luca's not LeBron James. Um, just for the simple fact that he can't carry this team. 
um, by himself like an LB could. You know, I just want to put that out there. But wait, um, wait, hold on. Wait, let, I mean, just for that point. Let me finish, though. You got to let me finish, though. I'm going to let you okay. go ahead and come in. I'm about to jump into it. I'm waiting for y'all. All you say Wait, oh, oh, hold on. Question. You want to let ahead. me go now or you want you want you want to interject real quick? Nah, um, I just want to know if LB was leading teams his, you know, his third year in the league. He, you know what I'm saying? W- was he doing that? Yes, but I'm I'm gonna finish now. Yes. Oh, okay, all right. No, I just wanna make sure. I, I just want to answer, I answer real quick. I say yes. Okay. I'm gonna finish my point. I'm gonna finish my point. Okay. My my point, my point is this that um on their defense now, they have dealt with a lot of injuries this year. Um, Luca has played 23 games, and I feel like Porzingis only played 13, and the rest of the starters haven't played over 15 games. So if we don't factor in about 10 games of the season that, that half their starters weren't playing, then I feel like it's a problem for us to not to acknowledge that. So um, health is a concern for them. Uh, I guess they just didn't, they may not had the training camp. They may not got proper rest. I don't know what the case is, but I have to point out that the fact that they were injured. Um, but it's a really a problem for Dallas to be in a position at the end right now, because this time last year at game 24, they were 17 and seven. So now if you last year, you know, you got 17 and seven, and now this year you're 10 and 14, then somebody is, is justified to hit the panic button. Um, but I feel like, you know, Keisha did bring up, bring up some good points. They don't have all the same pieces that they had last year. Um, that spacing of the floor is important. But I feel like I feel like I need Luca to live up to this, you know, this hype that he has. So I need him to produce a little bit more and keep them afloat. And he hasn't done that. So I feel like he needs to get a little, a little bit of blame for how, for how he plays the game. I'll say this. Um... Luca, watching him the first two seasons, I mean, he was doing things and breaking records that we have never seen before, right? And so I don't know if I can associate hype behind Luca. Like it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't hype. He was a twenty-year-old body and dudes in the NBA. Um, I do agree, though, as the star, like you have to carry the weight of kind of your team's momentum. And so I will agree with that. Like, I'm not going to make excuses for Luca, but there is no hype. He has done things that MJ has not done. He has done things that LeBron hasn't done just in the same um, time span. Um, And so I don't know if it's fair to couch it as like, oh, he's not living up to his hype. I mean, he's still putting up big numbers this season. It's just not translating to wins. Which, but which is, which he's is still a problem. Performing. Which is a problem if it's not translating. But I, I think it's a fair point. I'm only saying that his hype is on lines of like he's supposed to be LeBron. He's supposed to be K. You know, he's supposed to be these upper echelon players. So the criticism is relevant to those type of players I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about him just a, as a player in the NBA. I'm talking about he's supposed to be exceeding uh, his, his ceiling is supposed to be as high as theirs. So now um, I'm only comparing them towards that, that, okay. you know, that, that level of talent players, you know, as far as his ability, he's still getting like 27, eight and seven, you know what I'm saying? So he's putting up numbers, 
but you're putting up empty stats. You know, you're putting up those stats and you you four games under 500. So it's it's not the same. Don't hold as much weight to me as as somebody that's keeping their team afloat and Got relevant it. in conversation. Got it. So basically, he's suffering from the Westbrook syndrome. Like 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 he's gonna have his numbers, but it's not gonna translate into W when it matters. It should though. That's what I'm saying. Like we were mm. see see Westbrook. We're not expecting Westbrook to uh to keep his team top five in the West. You know what I'm saying? But Luca hype right now is his is on that level of those players that's supposed to keep their teams afloat for like contention for even championship contention, especially what he did in the bubble last season, uh, taking the Clippers to seven, you know, so I'm only basing it based on the caliber of players that we, that we kind of rank him with, not, not just based on who he is. Yeah. Makes sense. Can I jump in and say something pertaining to him? So, okay, Luca, I think we're taking it for granted. And a lot of times people do. When you put up big numbers, the expectation for you to carry a team is so high. But here we go again with this leadership, you know, concept or dynamic. It's like, is that innate? Does that, does that come naturally to me? Or can I just do what I've always been doing without having to worry about other pieces? So I think Luca may very well benefit from the mentorship of a seasoned player to kind of learn those traits that he doesn't have. We know he can put up numbers, but how do you then use your skill set to motivate, you know, your teammates so that everybody, we can get the win instead of everybody just calling you a little empty, history making numbers empty. And True. that's why they got Pozingas. Remember the big hype? Pozingas and Luca, and they're gonna take over the dynamic duel and the Batman and Robin. But what us New Yorkers knew is that Pozingas doesn't last long. So <laughs> that's the point. So yeah, I hear all your valid points. Listen, they sold us last year that Luca was supposed to be the next guy, right? That he he skipped everyone else. And remember, we always gonna talk about Luca and Trey and and I look at now, and the Hawks are in, the Hawks are in sixth place. The Knicks are in seventh place, right? So who looks better now, right? So this has been playing playing up for years, and we're not being fooled. I'm holding Luca because Luca is supposed to be the upper salon star, right? I'm holding the coach. The coach has to make do. Remember the hype behind Rick Kyle? He used his team, whatever team he has, he their strengths. He molds them into that and make them successful, right? Thank you. And two, they had shooters. Posing is supposed to be a, a, a person who could stretch the floor. Uh, who else supposed to be on the floor? Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. So they, and they picked up a couple other quote-unquote shooters who's supposed to replace Seth. So it's the coach has to, supposed to be the one who's supposed to set up the whole thing. Luca and KP supposed to be the dynamic duel, the future, the wave, and, 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 and Mark Cuban and them won the trade and everything's supposed to be great and nice. So no, I'm not excusing them. You're supposed to do better. The coach, everyone head down. Mark Cuban, everyone down is responsible for what's going on. It, they, their job is to go find some more seasoned vets. Their job is supposed to build this team. So no excuse. Thank you for a great trade, New York. Wham, 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 Phil. Here we go again. Here we go again. Everything you said was external. They said, they said, we expect. They said, wham, 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 wham. Luca didn't say any of this. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Luca didn't say it, so your disappointment is with the they. Leave Luca alone, okay, and get him a mentor. Bless your heart, Phil. I can't bring up. The I know he didn't say his language. Bring up, the, bring up, 
bring him up again. See what happens. <laughs> and Phil, like you, you, you know, I rock with you. I'm a New York fan. I'm a Knicks fan. But how does the Knicks get in? Man, I said, what's wrong with Dallas? Like, how does the Knicks get into every conversation? Like, let our past sufferings let them rest man like I just want one Sunday where we not bringing the Knicks up with respect to another franchise and in all fair look KP was nice okay so as a Knicks fan I wasn't happy when he left but I'm not gonna let nobody downgrade this man's talent okay he's always injured but he's a beast so Phil don't do that but but just to the question, guys, I feel like I feel like just, if I'm trying to be fair, I feel like we still should give Dallas, you know, at least ten to twenty more games when they get a little bit more healthy to kind of make, uh, you know, have a conclusion on on how the team is looking. And, you know, I, I just want to be fair. You know, even though I, I pointed I pointed a lot of flaws uh, with Luca, I do feel like you know it's hard to 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 carry a team when most of the people you wanted to play with are out because of injury and they, and they weren't part of the, uh, you know, part of the team for most of the season. So I won't be fair to him at, at the same time, but stop comparing him to these great players, man. Let him be his own person. Compare him to his class. Don't compare him to dudes outside his class. Let him be compared to Jason Tatum and all these guys. Don't compare him to Bron and KDs and Kawhis and all them yet. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> I agree. I, but I don't, hear they, you, but, but how do you account? Because think about it. Usually now I don't know if people are still like actively pushing him up there in that echelon. They shouldn't, but I think what people were doing last season were, was looking at okay when LeBron was two years in, what was he doing? When you know when MJ was two years in, what was he doing? So I think the initial comparisons were based on like markers, like okay, they all played this amount of time. This is kind of where we land. Um, but I I mean, I do agree. Look, how old is him? How old is he? 21? Is he even 22 yet? I mean, he is. 21. He's still a baby. He is a baby. This guy has like. He's playing like a baby too right now. Oh, my he's God. Playing, Kelvin, you ain't giving like him. You, you know, not, all right, so a break. Let, let me just tell the truth. Let me just tell the truth. Because uh -huh. I feel like I had to. I'm sick of the great white hope conversations. <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it in my body. I can feel it in my soul. They want the next Larry Bird so bad that they forcing it upon us. I just want to see it play out. You know, I don't want to hear all this. He's just the second coming of the greatest, whatever. No, 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 no. Let the band play and, and let him get some more seasons under his belt before we start crowning him. And that's what probably, that's what probably is the real issue within me. So I how many seasons should you you give him? I mean, I just I just like you you didn't do anything yet, you know, the, 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 to warrant your comparisons to these all time greats, you know. And that's all. That's my I, that's my problem. Compare yourself to your class, what's going on with your class, and how you you know you you at the top of that. All right, fine. But to say names like LeBron and Larry and you know all these great guys, nah, mm -mm. MJ, Kobe, nah, keep they name out your mouth, you know. Stay in your lane. Like I, I don't have a problem with you being good, but you but to me, you're gonna get that criticism on their level when they mention you in that category. And I feel like it's unfair for him. But as long as they compare you to those names, then I'm gonna speak speak my piece on it. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
I mean, we'll see. I kind of think, like, I mean, I don't know how we play 24 games. I still feel like it's so early in the season. Like, I think there's so much games to be played. So they they may turn it around. And look, Luca might listen to this and be like, oh, they ain't going to talk about me like this. And then come and have a monster half of the season and, and lead his team. So we'll see. We'll see. It's interesting. All right. Huh? I thought Rick, I heard something. Rick needs to go. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and on that note, until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.